A newsworthy Money in the Bank pay-per-view ended last night with the return of the 16-time world champion John Cena. WWE is wasting no time as John Cena will be kicking off Monday Night Raw tonight. And that's not all that happened at Money in the Bank. We have new champions, a peacock outage that caused an absolute uproar, and two new briefcase holders. I'm Ryan Joy, and I run MinutesToBellTime.com, a website and database tracking pro wrestling from around the world. On today's show, we're talking about John Cena and the Money in the Bank pay-per-view in the first half of our show. We also have headlines from the last couple of days, including Impact Slam Anniversary, Al Carl is in the house, and this is the Daily Wrestling News Show for July 19, 2021, where we sort through all the bullshit in wrestling news to find you the truth. Al Carl, welcome to the show. We had a great Money in the Bank show last night that concluded with John Cena returning after Roman Reigns defeated Edge with the help of Seth Rollins. Roman grabbed a mic to say that now everyone can acknowledge him. John Cena's music hit. The roof blew off the Dickey Center in Fort Worth, Texas. And at WWE.com exclusive, Cena explained that the return was not just a one-night deal. He's back. Cena also discussed how surprised he was to not hear John Cena sucks chance. Yeah. And WWE later announced he'll be on Raw tonight. Yeah, so he comes out to fight the SmackDown champion, and he's leading off Raw. So John Cena, because he's got in his contract, whoever his agent is, very, very good on John Cena's part. He can appear on both shows. He's got that wild card stipulation in his contract. He can just go wherever he wants to go. Him, I think The Undertaker has that, too. I think so, yeah. Whatever yeah. he wants to do, I think WWE will let him go on the television whenever he wants to be on. So Yeah, and he just walks with you. Secu- you can't see him. So he just walks right past security whenever he wants to do, and if he's not hit. Fair point. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for this. It's, it's, it's funny. This goes back a long time with me and John DeConi. Now, you know, I, it's almost about that time where I do my way too early WrestleMania card, whatever. Each year at WrestleMania, you can even ask John DeConi in prior emails, I always booked John Cena versus Roman Reigns. I just love this feud. I just love the whole dynamic of it. And then we finally got it in 2017. It wasn't at WrestleMania. It was at No Mercy, but it was absolutely incredible. After the show went off air last night, I just went back uh, to that Monday Night Raw where John Cena just completely shredded Roman Reigns on the microphone and probably the greatest trash talk I've heard. It's absolutely unbelievable. Like, I, John Cena's I can do this part-time better. You can ever do this full-time. Oh, this is so good. Uh, just go back and watch that. It's you just, you just look up Cena and Reigns, and it just... There was two of them. There was a contract signing two where Cena shredded them. And Roman just had nothing to respond. He can't do anything. He can't. John Cena is so good on the microphone, dude. And I hope he shreds them again. I'm looking forward to shredding them again. I, know, I think this is great because Roman's character is completely different than it ever was when John Cena was around before, right? Yes. Roman is super heel. John Cena is still super babyface. I didn't know how that would go. When The Rock left and came back, he wasn't necessarily cheered. He was booed a lot because he abandoned the, the wrestling universe. John Cena came back to cheers, and he was usually got, came back to boo. So I don't know what to make of that. Maybe that's a Dickies center thing only. But but John Cena, super babyface versus Roman Reigns, super heel, potentially at SummerSlam. Not announced yet, and he's going to be on Raw tonight, so who knows? The world could totally mess that up, but that's what it looks like. Yes, yeah, so yeah I, I'm excited. It's going to be great. It, 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 it's going to be a, a fun match. It, it, it said, I, I just went on Wikipedia to make sure I got my date correct. It was it was 2017. It was No Mercy. 
They had a 22-minute match. They, that match doubled everything else that was on the card that night. The main event was only 10 minutes. I was looking at the tag title was uh, Ambrose, some, Dean Ambrose. What the hell ever happened to him? Him yeah. and Seth Rollins, they defeated the bar in 15 minutes. So they, they gave Cena and Roman their time, you know? And I just this is, this is going to show up. It's not going to be the Young Bucks flippy style. It's going to be a ground and pound, and, it, and it's going to tell us an amazing story. And it, it's, it's going to be great for the X amount of thousands of people, 30,000, 40,000 people at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas, baby. Yeah. My, my very good personal longtime friend, Scott Lacombe, sent me a text message this morning and said, I hope Roman destroys Cena. He shouldn't lose to a grown man who dresses like a 12-year-old, which <laughs> I took offense to because I feel like, I, you know, I don't wear long jean shorts, but I wear shorts and t-shirts every day. So I think, sorry, Scott, I take a little offense. I feel attacked. It's, it's Fruity Pebbles, right? <laughs> Wasn't then Rocky used to call him Fruity Pebbles, Justin? <laughs> All right. That wasn't the only story from Money in the Bank because it was a it was a good show, very newsworthy show. Cena was the only return. A yes. lot of people were speculating that other people might be coming back and whatnot. And I think though all those people were speculating about your Becky Lynch and your Goldberg. Stay tuned. I'm sure they're coming. But last night we had John Cena come back. We also had Charlotte Flair win the Raw Championship. L, do you have the tally? What's the number for her now? She uh, I believe we were discussing last night. I think they said uh, 13 or 14, somewhere in there. I think they said okay. last night. We were discussing this. John Smith came over. We were watching the show in my back. It was a nice little outdoor party last night in Jersey. It was nice and cool out. No bugs. It was actually it was a great atmosphere. I had the tiki torches going. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I believe those. Like, yeah, I think she's up to like thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, yeah. And then the Usos in the in the pre-show, they won the tag team championships. They said all the gold is consolidated into the Roman Reigns and family, but I think they forget that the Intercontinental Championship is out there. So they they need to yeah, have somebody yeah, go take that. Yeah, Apollo's <laughs> has own little thing going on. Him and uh, Aziz. Right. So we got the Usos and winning tag titles. You got Charlotte Flair winning the Raw Championship. Those are your title changes. We have Money in the Bank winners, Big E and Nikki Ash. That's A-S-H, almost a superhero. What do you think of those two individuals as briefcase holders? We have two faces as briefcase holders. Yeah, we have heel champions. So it makes sense. It really it does. And we're looking for these heel champions to keep rolling. Like I said, we're at the point in wrestling, and it's not even just WWE. You have these dominant heel champions. Yeah, and this is the, the rumor, not the, the rumor, but everyone's thinking that once the draft hit or once Lashley is done with the New Day, Big E is just going to make a beeline for him because he's going to go fight for his friends. So uh, that's a smarter choice. Not that I would want to fight Bobby Lashley, but it just seems like Roman is just so dominant right now. I'd stay away from him. Uh, I'd have a better crack at Bobby Lashley than I. Yeah, John Smith I'll just put a comment up. You want to put on the screen? We had, a, we had a big MVP last night. We had a bucket, a huge bucket of M and M's. That was that was great. My wife and John were housing some peanut M and M's last night, so that was fun. <laughs> they are the star of whatever party. They and they, it's just yeah, <laughs> they're, they're so addicting. This like, they're good for you. Too. You have peanuts, you know, they're grains and stuff, protein. But I agree with you on your Big E comment. I do think that it's a better story, him versus Lashley, because Lashley is spending all this time. He destroyed Kofi Kingston last night in his title. He retained his title. He destroyed Woods a few weeks ago in Hell in a Cell. But then Woods got a win over him last week. So I feel like we're going to get another Woods-Lashley match. And that's probably not going to be pretty. And so Big E will have all the motivation in the world to rescue his friends. Maybe he'll get a Cena contract so he can show up before the draft. 
Yeah, but like he's got the briefcase. Yeah, say they're saying oh, that wild card or uh, that that quarterly crossover. That's that's yeah. still out there. They still use that. Yeah, but Bobby Lashley, he's all business now. Like he's back to business, Bobby. He said yeah. that on Raw. He was pissed off. He's losing focus. When we and we saw that coming a mile away, Kofi called him out on it, and then lost to Xavier Woods. It's exactly right. He lost his focus, and now Bobby's pissed. And, and an angry Bobby is not a Bobby that you want to fight. That's not. Now Nikki Cross is a different story because Charlotte Flair is champion. I. I think she's not going to be facing Nikki Cross at SummerSlam or anything like that. I think it's going to be a big match. I think Nikki Cross is going to have this briefcase for a while. But hopefully it's not what happened to Otis last year, where she holds it for a long time and then they don't know what to do, so they take it off her. I Yeah, I don't think they'll do that with her. I, I, but the women's championship, is, it's different. The, you know, the WWE title, universal title with Otis, you kind of, that doesn't go to – you can see – I can see Nikki Cross as a women's champ, whether it be Raw or SmackDown. And she has a couple wins – Albeit the uh, one-minute challenges or whatever, she's got some wins on Charlotte, and I'm sure she'll remind her Charlotte of that. And to tell you that I'm sure Charlotte hasn't forgotten. So yeah. this is uh, there's a ready-made storyline there too. I believe your wife brought that up on the Essential Wrestling Podcast. She's like, this is already there. Like this is it's right in front of her face. Yep, she's already beat Rhea Ripley. She's already beat Charlotte Flair. Yeah. She's gone on quite a streak since she's been back. That's why I picked her. So. Yeah, I went with Jersey Liv. She showed out. I, I'm proud of the performance last night. She looked at par. She wore the green. She was the only one that wore the green for Money in the Bank. She was, I was, when I saw her outfit, I'm like, okay, she's in. Because Carmella won it with the dollar sign all those years. She was playing the part. So uh, good effort. We'll get there eventually, though, with Liv. We'll get there. So I think we can settle in on Roman versus Cena at the top of the card for SummerSlam. But just underneath that, it looks like we've got Seth Rollins versus Edge. Yes. I mean, I think that was rumored for a while now, but the storyline has got us there. And it's a pretty good storyline. I'm going to give credit. Like, this is longer-term storyline building than what they are typically known for, they being WWE. So this is good. I give credit for that. Yeah, it, it, I said I don't want to my own horn here, but I've been waiting for this. I'm shocked Edge didn't go after Rollins first. Mm. After what Rollins did to him seven years ago. He punked out Edge Bad. Holding him hostage so Cena would reinstate the theater. That's how long ago. This was the Survivor Series where uh, Team Cena defeated the Authority and Triple H and Stephanie lost all their power. And Cena was the only one that was able to bring them back. So Rollins held him hostage, held him down with a chair against his head. And Edge just looked like a little B. And I'm like, Edge is cleared. Edge is going to beeline for him. I'm sure he hasn't forgotten that. And he hasn't. And Rollins was the one that brought it up. He's like, I'm going to finish what I started seven years ago. So, you know, Christian's there too. Obviously, Christian's nowhere to be found right now. But, yeah, this was – this has been – I've been waiting for this. And this is going to be – it's going to be an incredible match. Absolutely amazing. Yep, yep. So, SummerSlam card filling out a little bit here. Now, the other news story that came up during Money in the Bank last night is the outage. Peacock went down for – you know what? It was probably about 10 minutes of where they were going back and forth. They were – basically, the screen would go out or the audio would go out something like that for about a 10 minute period. The world blew up. This was not a WWE issue. This was a Peacock issue. That much has been verified. So WWE network people in international markets saw the stream beautifully. Yeah. In the United States on Peacock, not so much. But luckily you could just rewind it, right, Al? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you can't? No, that, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, the talk doesn't like to go backwards. Mm. Uh, it's unfortunate, too, because if, if I was hearing or trying to make out what was going on, 
I believe Riddle requested a song that Rick Boogs play Randy Orton's theme music on his electric guitar, and I would have loved to have seen that performance. So that whole banter with, with Boogs and Nakamura and, and Riddle is, is now wasted. I guess you can go back and watch it now. I don't know if the, if the feed fixed itself on the replay, but yeah, yeah, you can't even rewind the cock. You know, once the cock gets going, you can't stop it. So No, the cock blows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. Peacock's striking out bad right now. This is not money well spent by Vince right now, or I guess money not received by Vince. This is not yeah. – Cock's yeah, not working out too well. Yeah, that's not great. Now, another thing Peacock did was during the Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley match early, the crowd's chanting, we want Becky, and the screen goes black. He still have the audio, but the screen went black. And that was Peacock censoring the fact that Charlotte was crotch-chopping and flipping off the crowd. I guess – I don't blame her, but like – they're out there to do a match, and they're on the card, and all the crowd was chances we want Becky. I, I mean, I yeah, get well, it. I want to character wise, you know, they do. She's not supposed to be liked, but that is, I guess maybe I don't know. Maybe if that's setting up SummerSlam, why not just go roll right back with Charlotte and Becky right off the bat? Becky's gonna want her title back. She never lost it, and they hate each other. They main evented Evolution. You know, it's like this has been a long and story with the horsewoman and whatnot. Yeah, Charlotte's gonna flip off the crowd when he mentioned Becky's name. I wouldn't expect anything less from Charlotte. I would do the same thing. Yeah, I think it was totally on brand. You're right. And I and I do think that's our SummerSlam match. I, there's no announcements or anything like that. But I, I suspect it's going to be Becky versus Charlotte. I think that's the match that WWE would view as the biggest. I, I think it's the biggest. So we'll probably see that. Yeah, and then you replay Sasha and Bianca. You do that again. Sasha's probably going to be back soon. You can't keep her off the you know, a stadium. Let them roll back WrestleMania, have that moment again that won the ESPY. And then you got Tegan Knox winning the tag titles. I'm sure that'll be at SummerSlam too. So that's going to be a lot of stuff. You're going to have a heck of a night. Heck of a night. Well, Great card. WWE had Money in the Bank this past weekend. They weren't the only show in town this weekend. We also had yeah. Slammiversary. And we're going to get to that right after the commercial break here. So stick with us. We got to talk about Kenny Omega, Moose, Chris Saban, Jay White, Thunder Rosa, all on the same show. So stick with us and we'll be right back. If you love the Daily Wrestling News Show, then I want to tell you how you can support us. First, check out BodySlamClothes.com. You can get a variety of shirts for just $20, and all of them come in the super soft style, and the price you see includes all sizes and shipping. Get 10% off two or more shirts with the promo code SHIRTS10. Go to BodySlamClothes.com right now to check it out. And join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Monday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports, and the show kicks off each Monday at 7 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And each Tuesday, Al Carl hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast alongside John Smith, myself, John DeConi, and Gary Mahaffey. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Here are our analysis on who we think is going to win the week's matches. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. And the Body Slam Brigade newsletter, currently going out to over 4,200 people each Friday. It consolidates all the top stories in professional wrestling into a quick-to-read email written by me for you for free. Sign up now at bodyslambrigade.com. And of course, this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show. We're here every day, Monday through Thursday, and occasionally on Friday. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or watch us live on Facebook and YouTube at 10 a.m. This is the Daily Wrestling News Show, and we thank you for your support. 
And the headlines portion of the show. The major headline is Slammiversary. And uh, Kenny Omega got it done. He got a win over Sammy Callahan, one winged angel on a bed of thumbtacks. Man, I wasn't sure if it was going to happen, though, because this seems like they had did a whole documentary and a whole bunch of video packages building up Sammy Callahan to be the savior of Impact. But he got it done. Yeah, I, I, I didn't give Sammy a chance. I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I was like, oh, these are nice videos. And I was like, well, Slammiversary. You're supposed, this is their version of SummerSlam. This is their number two show. Uh, of the year behind Bound for Glory. So, hey, you got to do this. And, and Sammy showed out. It's not a shot at Sammy, but, like, I just know. I picked Kenny Omega. It's just that yeah. as we got closer and I started seeing all this effort they're putting into building up Callahan, I'm like, are they going to pull the trigger on Callahan here and have him beat Omega? Now, I still think Omega loses the AEW World Championship first. That's been what I said in the beginning. I'm going to stick with that. I think that's the way it's going to roll, but we'll see. Yeah, so, I, don't, I don't know. It'll be interesting. So... There was a whole bunch of surprises, though, on Slammiversary. And yes. we'll start with the Kenny Omega situation here because that was the main event. I want to bury the lead. At the end, Kenny Omega celebrating in the ring with the Good Brothers. And out comes the Switchblade, Jay White from New yeah. Japan, carrying the Never Openweight Championship over his shoulder. They're all Bullet Club. They've got the two suite up. It's unclear whether or not they were going to be aligned Jay White wasn't smiling, so it didn't look like, you know, it looked like maybe they were going to pick a fight about who is the true leader of the Bullet Club. Before that could happen, Impact went off the air. Yeah, and like I said, I don't know, maybe it was my feed. So it looked like somebody was running down the ramp. I don't know if somebody, Jay White, had somebody to attack Kenny Omega. I, It was really weird, and apparently, I don't know, if, my, if what I was watching, I, I saw somebody, with, it looked like it was white shirt, just making sprinting down the aisle. You saw for a quick second, and then it went to the graphics. So I thought this was maybe like, oh, my God, Impact's going to impact. It was a production, whatever, but I guess it was all is it what everybody else saw, too, but I guess maybe they cut it out early, and no one saw this alleged guy running down the ramp. So we need to sort through this, Ryan. Who was this? Did you find out who this was? I did. I okay, did. Good. So we have, you're right. I, I saw it too. Everybody, I think everybody saw the guy running to the ring, and I think that was intentional on their um, impact's part to do a cliffhanger. Uh, reports from the arena is that it was, in fact, David Finley and Juice Robinson coming to the ring. We only saw one of them running, but the other one is apparently a slower sprinter. Yeah. So they came out afterwards. And it makes sense because Finley and Jay White have a match at in August called at Resurgence, New Japan's show. So Jay White actually got his finisher on Juice Robinson. Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers split, and we don't know what the situation is between Kenny Omega and Jay White. Maybe that'll be something they resolve. I haven't seen it line up for Impact this week to know whether or not they're going to be doing anything to clear this up. But but yeah, so it was David Finley and Juice Robinson that came to the ring afterwards. But I think this is really interesting. It's interesting to have this thing with Omega and... Jay White in an impact setting. So does that mean that they're going to fight for the impact title or the never title or what's going to happen here? But Jay White's a big name. A big it was name. A huge name. It's, it's Travis's boy. I'm sure Travis has a huge happy hat up there yes. in Rochester right now. Holy S was the text I got from Travis. Yeah. So yeah, 
He said no, the it, word. It, it's it good. It's more eyes and you know on impact and like where's the line? I know that you gotta you do your own thing with your own town and whatnot, but now you got you got an AEW guy and a New Japan guy fighting over your biggest belt. This is fun for now, but is, is this is what we're doing for Bound for Glory? It's only uh, August, September, a little, little less than three months away. You know, can you hold off Jay White and Kenny Omega till the end of October? So. Or do they enter the homecoming con? You know, there's one of them dressed like a woman and they enter the homecoming tournament. That'd be fun. Yeah, that was a really bizarre announcement that they're doing homecoming. Homecoming is typically somebody's anniversary show. That's It's very yeah. common. GCW is having homecoming this weekend, actually. And it's, it's their anniversary show. CCW down in Florida, homecoming. It's like the anniversary show. Yeah, or it's at least like before. a return to a venue, right? You know, it's... Yeah. so. Okay, so we're doing Homecoming, and they announced, Impact being they, that they're going to crown Homecoming King and Queen. I guess that's a, a way of having a, a King Corbin or a King Nakamura in Impact land. So Johnny Swinger has to win, though, right? And that's... But the use. There's not going to be one female on that roster that's going to want to tag with Johnny Swinger unless Alicia <laughs> is forced to because that's her job. But yeah, you got because you have couples here. You got Cardona and Chelsea now. Deanna's got her boyfriend. He's got she, he's got Cutler, whatever Cutler's name is now. I can't remember. Right. Macklin. Yeah, and then you know, Tennille and Caleb. There, there's your winners right there, Tennille and Caleb. So it, I think that, and you might be onto something. I think it is a mixed tag deal. It's a mixed tag tournament. The count, the yeah. crown of king and queen. Yeah, it's it's a mixed. It, it, it's like what they did with the Super X Cup, you know, at Genesis. This is gonna be a lot of fun. Like I'm really looking forward to this. Okay, stay tuned. We'll be able to get some lineups and some cards. Maybe they'll do some more announcing on Impact this week. They probably will because we don't have that far to go. Wow, well, two weeks, right? No, this next week. No, yeah, next weekend. This is the 31st. Yeah. And then the other thing is that Impact also announced, and you've already alluded to it, Bound for Glory, October Vegas, 23rd in Las Vegas. Vegas, so, baby. Vegas is getting all the big pay-per-views this year. That's it. Impact's going to sell out Elysian Stadium. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. <laughs> that's how rumors get started. There you go. See that one, right? Yeah. I'm going to say we don't know yet on that. <laughs> we haven't got a venue yet, but I'm guessing it's not Allegiant Stadium. But stranger things, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, more news on this. We also had Chelsea Green. She made her debut or re debut on the show to team with boyfriend Matt Cardona to get a win yeah. over Brian Myers and Tennille Dashwood. So, Moves that along. That was such a perfect setup. That was such was. a perfect. When Myers was walking down the hall, and you hit Cardona more than anybody. You didn't know who he was talking to, but then he was talking to Neil. Oh my God, that's perfect. And I said it on the Central Wrestling Podcast. I said, you cannot do an impact show without Tennille Dashwood. You can't yeah. do it. And yeah. they, we, we thought they were going to because that whole tag team situation with Rachel Lellering, and they did that amazing move. With K, uh, the magic killer into the boss man slam that you texted us about. We thought to him done, but then here he comes Tanina. You can't do it without Tanina. They were taking a selfie. She was giving a noogie to, to Cardona. It was a lot of fun. That was a great match. <laughs> that was a great show. I did, everything was yeah. just perfect. We also had Finn Juice. They returned. Before they came back at the end of the show, they had a match yeah. with Madman Fulton and, and Shara. So just middle of the ma- middle of the card type of thing. They get everybody on the show. That was a weird situation. Shira and Fulton were upset that they were banned from Ultimate X and then decided to take it out at the referee in the ring. Like, I would have went right to Demora. <laughs> it was that wasn't too smart on their part, but eh, whatever. I guess yeah, they're, they're, they left Demora open. They're there for their muscle, right? They left Demora open, and then Demora made that announcement. So Yeah. Now, 
Perhaps the biggest surprise for me during the show, though, was Deanna Perazzo's opponent, who had turned out to be Thunder Rosa. Yeah. And I thought, oh, AEW put Thunder Rosa over on, on the show because they're working together. No, that's not what happened. Apparently, NWA put Thunder Rosa on loan because Nikki James walked out afterwards and invited Deanna Perazzo to participate in NWA Empower next mm-hmm. month in August when they have their all-women's show. It looks certainly to me like it's going to be Deanna versus Mickey James at that show. That's your headliner. There it is. You want the best at your show. You get Deanna yep. Perrazzo. Hashtag Jersey Strong. All right. So we have Thunder Rosa. Deanna Perrazzo got a win over Thunder Rosa on the show. That's a good win for Deanna Perrazzo, by the That's way. That's a great anniversary match, too. That was perfect. I was, I was happy as hell when I saw that. Like, all right, this is going to be great. A very good surprise. And then, talking about surprises, Chris Saban with a win over Moose. I, I picked three shows. This was the one match that I missed in the three shows. Yeah, right, yes, very impressive weekend, right? We will go over the standings. You, you nailed two of the three shows, two perfect pay-per-views. And uh, the anniversary, you went seven and one, and that one was Chris Saban. Yeah, he's my boy. I'm actually so upset. I'm, it, was, it turned my stomach the entire match that I didn't pick Saban in that match. I can't believe I didn't pick him. My boy, like he's up there with the Miz, and he, Chris Saban's been my guy since the first time I saw him in 2002. And it just, I just, whoever brain farted, how's he gonna beat him? And he did. The roll, yeah, roll I, think, I think this is to set up a match with Omega. I think we're gonna see Saban versus Omega, and it probably won't be, it's not gonna be bound for glory. It'll probably be, no. it might even be on television. I'm not sure, but uh, I think Saban will get a match with uh, Omega, and I think it'll be a great match. Yeah, they have homecoming there in the month. They have an August, and there's probably an August Impact show, whatever. And then they have some, so you have two Impact Plus pay per views before Bound for Glory that you could throw Saban in there for, uh, for Kenny. You know, to put Kenny over. And then the tag titles changed hands, both the knockouts and the, the men's tag titles changed hands. Yeah. Good Brothers picked them up, and so did Rosemary and Havoc on the pre show. So. Lots of news out of Slammiversary this past week. It's, 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 their, it's their number two show. It's, that's, it's their, it is their version of SummerSlam. And how many? 2000, I believe, two or two thousand or three. So they've been around. We're coming up on over you know 30 years, I think. 20 years, 30 years. It was their 19th anniversary show. Okay. Yeah, so next year, hopefully next year would be a great show. Maybe next year they can do Allegiant Stadium for Slammiversary. I don't think I mentioned No Way Jose. And I, I don't know, no ways, Jose. I, I, I have to admit I'm a little underwhelmed with No Way Jose. <laughs> but I think he's a great guy to like – if you have a live crowd to be in the dark match, that's where I think his he's best served to get the crowd going with the conga line and stuff. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're, you're exactly right, but he fits in impact perfectly. Like no yeah, way, okay. it's just no way right now. The Jose's gone. It's just I, no I way. I saw on the graphic. Yeah, yeah. But like you put him in Wrestle House or Wrestle, like he could be as much of an idiot as everybody else on that show. But no, I think it's a great. Now, would I rather have? The Iconics, or maybe, yeah, he's not the big name. He's not going to be winning the world championship, but he, you know, he'll be fun. He'll be around Salabaz, you know, the way Jose put him in Swinger's Palace is going to be hysterical. Like, it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, Swinger's going to lose his mind having a conga line going around Swinger's Palace. He's going to lose his mind. All right, there's a couple of other news items outside of Slammiversary. Back in the WWE world, Walter, the reigning NXT UK champion, Longest reigning champion in the modern era. He's out. He's injured. He has got a dealing with a hand injury. His next scheduled defense was against Ilya Dragunov this week. 
plays out, and we don't have any determination on when it, how long it's going to be, or anything. So now, apparently, Dragonoff jumped him after their press conference last Thursday, yeah, and Dragonoff is well aware of what Walter can do with his hands. This is a very strategic attack by <laughs> Ilya Dragonoff. So very good. If you, Walter can't have his left hand, you know, granted the right one gets still, you know, that's still going to hurt like hell too. Just ask Jack Stars. But the left one, you know, that's that's the woo, the knife edge. And if you take that out of Walter's arsenal, as Ciampa tried to do, remember Ciampa was uh, he was attacking the hand that stand in the liver. So uh, very strategic on Dragonoff part to get uh, a little bit of a one up. I none of this sounds real. I don't know if you've sorted through anything, but none of this sounds real. <laughs> I don't think Walter's hurt. I think this is just a delay in the story. Oh, I sorted through this a little bit. He has a legit injury. I don't know if the whole backstory is obviously not true because if they had a actually had a fight, they would have some cameras on it. But I don't know. I don't know what the circumstances are, or how it happened, or if he. I don't know. He might have been doing something at home and got injured. I don't. I don't know. He's probably making well, toast. Making toast. Yeah, that's probably what it was. <laughs> that's how he slaps the butter on his toast is with his left. <laughs> <laughs> well, some other uh, UK sort of information here folks that were in houston to watch smackdown if they got there early and got to see the dark match they would have seen davy boy smith jr harry smith makes his return to wwe he worked a dark match there he's back in wwe you can go out on wwe.com and you can see the little promo that he cut after the show that night so harry smith is back yeah former tag team champion hit the heart dynasty yeah so he's been gone for a while where do you think he fits in is he a mid-card guy now or do you think he's gonna go to the top no, he's mid card, right? Now, see, is he? You throw him on. It doesn't matter. You throw him on SmackDown. You're screwed. There's, there's, it's all mid card on SmackDown, unless you're right, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Really yeah. Yeah. So it's, I know he'll work his way up. You know, yeah. and they got the European tour coming up next month. They yeah. can't. They yeah, NXT UK can't get the Dublin for a takeover, but WWE can go overseas and tour Europe real quick. So yeah, no, they're just putting that's that, that's a good spot for uh, for uh, Harry to be in right now. He's gonna be an attraction. Everyone's gonna want to see him back in WWE. Then you have uh, his father's documentary is going to be coming out at some point soon. When Gary did that interview with with you with Georgia. and with George, that they mentioned that was going to be around SummerSlam time for when yeah. this documentary aired because of, you know with with Davey and his tie in with SummerSlam, not only being in the first ever SummerSlam match in history, teaming up with Dynamite against the Rujos, the Intercontinental win at Wembley. It's still a huge moment to this day and an absolutely incredible match. A lot of people rank that as one of the best SummerSlam matches, if not the best SummerSlam match in history. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens. Maybe it'll all come down that way. Maybe we'll still get that icon doc at that time or whatever. But I thought maybe Harry would go over to the UK. I guess there's a lot of things going on there to with COVID you still. Still can. You still yeah. can. No, I know. I just thought that's where they would debut him. But oh, okay. I just think no. You, you use him in the European tour. Maybe just in dark matches, and then he just stays. Maybe so. If he does stay, that would be a good answer to beat Walter. I, I don't think anybody exactly. would have a problem with that. Exactly, because I, I don't know anybody on that roster that's beaten Walter. Certainly isn't going to be Jack Stars. No, it's not. No, maybe. No, they, they, he's got to cheat a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, final story of the day. AEW not reporting a sellout of Arthur Ashe Stadium in, in New York, but they have sold over 15,000 tickets of a 17,000 setup, they're likely to sell those last 2,000 tickets. And they may even open up more tickets after that because they, they could do that. But that's for Dynamite Grand Slam in New York 
in September. So very interesting. They're able to sell out a huge amount of tickets. WWE is running Madison Square Garden a couple of weeks before that. They haven't got that same sort of penetration in that market, but the Madison Square Garden tickets are more expensive and they do require COVID vaccinations to get in where they don't at Arthur Ashe. So there are some differences there. I'm sure that there may be a reaction though. So I'm sure Vince will want to fill up Madison Square Garden to make sure that it's known that he has the New York market in hand. Yeah. Yeah. And in the meantime, AEW fans are having fun. So they know let the AEW fans have their fun. It's fine. Yeah. I think it, what it, if it results in us having two good shows, then I don't care. Right? Like, yeah. yeah it's it's going to be great fine. to watch on TV. I'm, I'm yeah. just as fine watching on TV. I'm good. There you go. I spent yeah. enough time on Long Island. I don't need to go to Arthur Ashe Stadium, too. Okay. <laughs> All right. That is our show. Al, did we leave anything out? Yeah, a rumor going around Eva Marie is actually scheduled to fight Charlotte Flair. She's probably going to win the Raw Women's Championship at SummerSlam. I'm going to start that rumor. So it's something for you to sort through tomorrow with Travis. Yes, when Travis brings that up tomorrow, I'll let him know that I know the source of that rumor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, for Al, I'm Ryan. We will see you next time.